Cheers and good on you. Why aren't you listening to Brothers Just Searching? Why? You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's Word and current world events to educate and to edify believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac Hayes, along with Aubrey Box, Anthony Hayes, and Bowen Roy. Roban, what's going on, guys? Good evening, guys. How y'all doing? Uh, I'm good, right. good, good, good. It's a little busy day, but we got it. I'm going to tell you this. I'm sore. Yeah. I'm sore and I'm tired. <laughs> so well, we went on that youth hike this weekend. Oh man, last weekend. Oh, wasn't that what five miles two ways? No, 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 no. It was uh, I think two two and a half miles going, two and a half miles coming back. So okay. it equaled out to five. And, and y'all didn't invite That's a me. Lot. I love hikes. You were invited. Yeah, oh, I would have loved to see you run up them hills. Oh, I literally, ran. man, I it was ran. at forty five degree angles. Oh yeah, I would. I probably would have made yeah. it. I, well, I talked to Josh. Josh came and I said, man, I should have invited Book. Yeah, you could have texted me. You texted me. I didn't I, think I about it. I, I like. Think. I like hikes. You wouldn't think, but I like hikes. And bro, we had you we, for lunch. We I like the outdoors. Me too. Oh, I love going outdoors. Like like mountain climbing. I love mountain climbing. I'm just scared of heights. <laughs> how, how you got a mountain climb if you like mountain climbing and you scare heights? That, that's the only hey, thing. Is he's the gonna uh, mountain climb laterally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. gonna mountain climb on level ground. Well, yeah, that, you that's wouldn't right. like where we went. You know, it was they had a hundred foot drop at one point. Ooh, You're like, woo, hey! I'll, I'll just not look down. <laughs> <laughs> just know where your footing is. Yeah, just make sure I was locking good. Oh, but, man. Uh, but anyway, so Bowen, how's everything going with you, man? I'm surviving a crooked world that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you too? <laughs> hey, riders on the storm. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you something. And, and you know, um, that, well, well, no, that was that was Sunday night. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Grace? Grace Grace, Lawson. Uh, Grace Bromley. Yeah. Or Lawson. Uh, oh, Grace Bromley. When I woke, up, oh, when yeah, I woke up, which I didn't go to church because of my stupid alarm clock. I'm mad because of that. I'm going to break that thing. <laughs> but anyhow, the demon. I woke up and I put on my radio and she was ministering. So I turned on my TV and I caught her on YouTube. That girl ministered a good message. Yeah, I heard, yeah, it, I heard, I heard it, a little bit oh, of the other night. dude, it was good, bro. I couldn't believe. I had never heard her minister before. Oh, I heard it before. But I'll tell you what, man. She's yeah. an awesome, awesome mm. minister, bro. She... She brings out the word of God like you wouldn't believe, bro. It's unreal. And I listened to that, dude. I was blessed by that, dude. Mm -hmm. I really was. I was blessed it, by it that. It doesn't awesome. show you when you have good, solid teaching, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it makes a difference. Yeah, when you don't have a mush for, for bananas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bowen, that reminds me of a sermon I heard on the radio the other day. It was, um, it was by Jackie Hill Perry. You ever heard of her? No. So she had a really good sermon with some great insights. And man, I even got to watch the um, the set, the rerun in the evening. So I watched it. I listened to it twice that day. And man, it was good. She had oh. some great insights. Wow. I never heard her before. She's uh, She makes music too. Well, oh, she really? Does. She yeah. does both. Wow. I, I like That's Grace. a good Grace. That's the first time I ever heard Grace minister. But I tell you what, what I like about Grace, when she was finished with her sermon, she started singing. About mm. the blood of Jesus, and that's what I like about that. You see, she has two different ministries, that's beautiful. so that that's awesome because it ties in. You know, it reminds me of her daddy, though. Lauren, did, Lauren, Lauren does that yeah, a lot. When Lauren, yeah. Lauren preaches, even the message, even, even, song even Joseph, Joseph, Joseph I, I like Joseph. I like Joseph, man. Joseph ministers mm -hmm. the word of God, but yet he can sing at the same time. You know, we uh, we were supposed to go to camp. At the time of this recording, right, it's going to be a right. week after. But uh, we 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 supposed we were supposed to go to camp, but it didn't fall mm -hmm. through. Right. Yeah. But uh, I like hearing Joseph, and I like hearing Gabe. So. Yeah, Gabe but, is uh, awesome. I like Gabe. But anyway, so if this is your first right. time listening to Brothers Just Searching, welcome to the Brothers Just Searching family. We're honored and blessed to have you with us. If you have been listening for a while, welcome. thank you for your continued support. Remember to hit the subscribe button, hit the share button, bing, and bing. tell a friend, please. Mm -hmm. That's on Apple, Google, Spotify, and 
YouTube. Also, go check out the new merchandise store, Aubrey Show Avatars. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So Aubrey proud, got his shirt uh-huh. in. Uh, that shirt and many other shirts, cups and hats, and all kind of good stuff is on the BGSMediaStore.com website. So go check it out. And then one day we're going to have a face on a cup like that. Well, <laughs> free advertisement for Doug Donesty right there. You want your face on the cup. Yeah, oh, big old yeah. smile. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, so go check that um, out, guys. So, all right. So we need I to have get a into... cup with a face on with my face on it. Yeah, I do. So big old teeth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, Lord, you made those cups? What, what happened? I didn't get that. I didn't no, get the it's memo. from 2018. Oh, you was young then. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're old now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> But anyway, so we're going to go ahead and start our topic that I wish we have been advertising for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done this with Roman Catholicism. Mm-hmm. We have done this with Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Those those episodes are on the audio side, Apple, Google, Spotify, and other platforms. Go check out the website, brotherjustsearchingpodcast.wordpress.com, and you can go ahead and listen to those episodes about false doctrine. But tonight, we're going to go ahead and talk about a group that flies a lot under the radar as uh, for false religions and stuff of that nature. We're going to talk about the doctrines of the Seventh-day Adventists. Um, so a lot of people, I've been doing research off and on this week, and I've been uh, been studying a little bit at the time of this recording, and this, this is a fascinating uh, group of people. Uh, some Christians label them as cults. Other ones say, no, they're just a different branch of Protestantism or, you know, they, they, break, they broke away. Um, because mainly the, when the time this came, it was through, during the second Great Awakening in America. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people tie the seven-day advantage that they're, they're, they're the Christians that don't have church on Sunday. They have it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to make two two disclaimers right here. A lot of things what we're going to talk about. Uh, we will bring up to Ellen G. White and the founders of the Seven Day Adventists and their history and a couple of their doctrines. They're, how can I say this? Not two Seven Day Adventists are the same. There's uh, basically two types of Seven Day Adventists there's the traditional Seven Day Adventists, and then there is the progressive Seven Day Adventists. The traditional Seven Day Adventists say, um, well, I'm going to say SDA, that's how they pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, the traditional Seventh-day Adventist is someone that sticks to the original writings of Ellen White, um, William Miller, mm-hmm. uh, and some of the other founding fathers of their faith. A progressive is really one that says, well, I'm going to go ahead. I, I think they were wrong on a few things. Let's go ahead and say what the Bible says. I think those are more closer to the truth right. than um, than a traditional Mm-hmm. Seven Day Venice. Also, because like I said, that's the big questions when you start hearing about Seven Day Venice is, oh, they worship on Saturday. Is that oh, yeah. right? Is that wrong? We're going to deal with that in a later episode. If it was just that, I wouldn't have an issue with the Seven Day Venice. Right, right. I think because uh, we can expound on that a little bit, guys. The Lord really don't say what day to worship. No. Not uh, really. The church fathers. Every uh, day is Sunday. Right. Every day, so yeah, we yeah, worship every God day, every day. God so day. it's not, it's just not one particular day. But they, they it's a lot of legalistic, and so, which I found out goes way deeper into their teachings, um, than what they, um, what they say. So if it was just that, we wouldn't be having this podcast. We maybe be talking about the Mormons, or we maybe be talking about maybe Jehovah's Witnesses again, or or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. But tonight we're going to focus on their history and. The doctrine of investigating judgment. Mm-hmm. I think that's we're going to start off with those two. Uh, if you if you have been watching the podcast for a little while now, you know we have a break. We have two segments now, mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and dive into this topic, guys. Uh, overall, before we get into the history, have you ever had any experience with a seven day Adventist? Uh, no, not really. I'll be honest with you. I met more like Roman Catholics and Jehovah Witness yeah. more than anything else. Well, Bowen, did you, know, you say you had one come to your store? Yeah, I had one come to the store. I had one come to the store. He, I'd say he's seven day Adventist, but uh, he he's sort of in another category the way he was talking. But they do blend in with the seven day Adventist. Well, like I said, there is. He a lot told of me that he said he said you have to keep the Ten Commandments and you have to keep the Sabbath day, which God says that we got to keep that. 
And then he said some other things about, you know, the book of Revelation where, you know, the dead, all the dead that, that died and all this. He said all that's going to be raised after the seven-year tribulation. Soul and, sleeping. Uh, yeah, soul sleeping. So well, yeah. that, that, that's a big, that's going to be a big interesting point later um, on the series. But I'm just kind of sharing what he shared with me. And a lot of what he said I don't believe in because it don't line up with scripture. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, I'm just kind of sharing that with y'all, give y'all some thoughts and give y'all, you know, a little advantage on what to talk about. Right. You know? Because when you study, like, for example, like Protestantism, for example, you know, most people don't realize not all Protestants are in the same category. Most of us, we believe in justification by faith, but there's so many different branches. You have your Methodists, you have your Presbyterians, you have Baptists, you have Pentecostals, and and you have different groups. So that's why when you study, you know, like the Seventh-day Adventists, I didn't know that until, like, there was different branches. I thought there was, like, this one big organization, you know. But kind of find out there's actually different branches and they have different beliefs. So that's why I encourage you, if you are a person who study religions or cults, you, I mean, it's really, you have to study, like, it's, it's go, it goes deep. You know, you, you go into a lot of rabbit holes. You think you go into one big rabbit hole and then sometimes you find out you're going through a lot of different tunnels. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, and, yeah. and this little bit of research, and like I said, we're probably jumping the gun a little bit right here, but there's a lot of similarities to, ooh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Jehovah's Witness and Mormonism as well. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. But let's go ahead and dive into mm-hmm. the history, guys. We have a few, uh, about 20 minutes to cover this. And this, this is going to be a because uh, I, I knew you asked me earlier about something about the Great Disappointment. Mm-hmm. And you have some inputs on that. So yeah. so the 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 the, fun, the foundation for um, the Seven Day Adventist started in the Second Great Awakening, a revival movement in the United States. This comes from Wikipedia. It took place in the early 19th centuries. The Second Great Awakening was similar, was uh, assimilated by the, the foundation of many Bible scholars. So what happened was um, societies. Uh, so what happened during the Second Great Awakening, there wasn't a lot of Bibles, but they had an inf- they had a, uh, increase of Bibles start coming to the nation of America. Wow. So as <clears throat> a lot of the founding fathers of the church, excuse me, man, I'm, I'm choking up right here. <laughs> You all right? There we go. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, but anyway, so they, they're starting in Bibles and people started studying. Well, they had a group called the Millerite, the Millerites, and they were basically from a guy named William Miller. Mm-hmm. William Miller was, he was born in America. Uh, he joined the army. He was fought in the War of 1812, and he just started... Um, he became a Baptist. He converted to Baptist and started studying the Bible. And he was intrigued with the the second coming of Christ. Mm. And which guys, we all should we all should be ready for the coming of Christ. We right, should want to study right. Bible prophecy. Um, I've read Brother Swagger's book on Daniel. I'll, I'm in halfway through the book of Revelation. I believe you started reading it, or you was, you planning on reading it. Uh, so I cracked it open. You cracked it open. <laughs> I cracked the but, case. Huh? But so you should be interested into Bible prophecy. I'm not disagreeing with that. But you need to read the correct doctrine. But I believe it was. Uh, let me go ahead and find his file right here. Yeah, um, William Miller, he be, uh, he started, um, he was a Baptist, and he preached at their church. He was asked to preach at a church one day, and he started, he called it the Second Advent, which the seven-day Adventist, second event of Jesus Christ would occur. He started preaching that it would occur between March, 18, uh, March of 1843 and March 1844. Mm. He came to this conclusion because he was reading the book of Daniel. He read Daniel chapter 8, verses 14. And it's talking about cleaning of the sanctuary. Oh. Well, he went ahead and he put some numbers together. He thought about uh, what this adds up, and he came up with the year 1844. It's calculating, pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah, calculation. Yeah, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was it Brother Mike that said? I think when he was alive in 2000, they were saying that was the end of the world oh, because yes. of the numbers or yeah, yeah. seven this, seven that. And God, let's expound 80. on that because. Yeah. They don't say this on Wikipedia, but he basically said that it was going to be, let's go ahead and find a date right here, March 21st, it was going to be between March 21st of 1843 Mm -hmm. and March 21st of 1844. Mm -hmm. So he put Pacific dates on this, Mm -hmm. and 
if you remember in the Bible, Jesus said, no man know the day of the hour that the son mm-hmm. of man return. Only the father, which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some speculation. Well, people believe now that God has given Jesus that information. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I really don't yeah. care if uh, Jesus knows yeah. or not right now. He's coming. I'm ready for him. Right. That's, <laughs> you all, that's all. And you better be ready. So, right. um, just, just I have a, a scripture for that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Out of uh, Luke chapter 12, verse number 40 says, be you there, therefore ready also for the son of man comes at an hour when you think not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and, and look, this, they doing that now. Um, like you said, when you think not, like when you're not re- ready for it, there's a minister, he's been on this podcast, and uh, we don't know if he ever will come back. I, I'm debating on that, but he came out and said the other day that the, we're in the Great Tribulation period now. The the signs and wonders are happening. In seven years from this date, Jesus is going to come back, and he always covers himself. So I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I, I guess they're real. It's, it, we're in the... This ain't the Great Tribulation period. I'm sorry. It, the it's reason, rough, but it's not that rough. Well, the reason he came up with this is the same thing as William Miller did. William Miller looked at numbers in the Bible and said, oh, yeah, this, this, this certain number, that certain number. And there's things that don't line up. Right. There's a lot of people that are claiming that we in Tribulation period right now. It's there's a lot of trials. people. There's a lot of people that are saying we're living in times of tribulation because I watch YouTube a lot and I catch a lot of ministers that I've never seen, that I've never heard, and they talk about that we're living in those times, you know. So there's a lot of people that that are not reading the scriptures and not studying the scriptures. Well, they're not rightly dividing the word of God to begin exactly. with. Um, I could tell you where Miller went off right here. I've, I've studied Daniel and I've, I've studied a lot of things, and you're wondering what all that that was written in Daniel is written to Israel. That's right. Same thing with Matthew 24. I get a lot of people, a lot of pre-trippers, post-trippers, they debate this. Is Matthew 24 for the believer? No, it's for Israel. And I think a lot of people don't understand that these books were written to the to the, to the nation of Israel. Some cases, yeah. Um, same thing with Revelations. A lot of people, um, the, the last mention of the church, I think it's in Revelation chapter 3. Mm-hmm. And they ask, well, why the church isn't mentioned after that? Because if the rapture happens at that point, the church is gone. Mm-hmm. There's no need for the church to be, be mentioned. The, the, only, the only time you hear about it is in the end when at Christ end, comes right. back. Right. So if you're going on that that note, the church isn't going to be mentioned because they're not going to be relevant. That's right. Same well, thing with Matthew 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would he tell them of the church? They didn't know the church existed yet. The church right. was not birthed until Acts chapter 2. That's right. That's right. Well, you got to realize the church has to be taken out of the way. I mean, there will be Christians in the tribulation period. The Bible makes it clear a lot of people will get saved. But the problem is the church as a structure has to be out of the way for evil to the door. Because we hold back the evil. We hold back yeah. the tide of darkness. I mean, it's bad now. But without us Christians here, it will be worse, 10 times worse than it is right now. I mean, we just seen the beginning of what was going to happen or when things can get worse. So we hold the tide of darkness back. We're kind of like a dam that holds back the water, you know, but one day that dam's going to bust. So as right now, we're that wall that holds back the water. But so that's why the church has, I believe in the beginning, the church has to be taken away for the Antichrist to come. And, and, and there's a lot of things in the book of yeah. Daniel, like I said, yeah. and you got to realize too, we we have a lot of benefits that a lot of people didn't have early days. You know, uh, you had William Tyndale, you had a lot of theologians and stuff of that nature. But look, we have so much information right now. Yes, uh, yes. we got commentaries, we got books, we got the internet, we got that that can explain this, and people that look into this and say this is what it means, and we can study it for ourselves. But can you imagine William Miller just picking this up and not really understanding? Yeah, this is picking what, the you scripture know what I'm out, saying? right? And they they possibly have books. He wrote books, so we gonna... and, and we're not saying he wasn't a same man either. He just had a wrong conclusion about something. You know, I and believe he, he did was admit a saint. he was wrong. He did. Yeah. We're gonna get into that later yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so going back to that, he he, he yeah. started preaching. He started saying, guys. March 21st, 1843, March between uh, and going to March 21st, Jesus is coming back. There's no. So he started getting a lot of followers. I mean, uh, I well, saw course. one. Yeah. I saw one article that said he had up to 100,000 followers following him. Wow. And he was preaching this. Now, 
a lot of people were upset because when March 21st happened, Jesus didn't return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is when Miller really starts getting out the picture because at this time, Miller said, look, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I came to the wrong uh, conclusions. I came to the wrong conclusions. I misread the Bible. I, you know, I don't know what other excuses he had, but he, look, he basically said I'm wrong. So he went ahead and went out the way. But there were still people that followed Miller. They were the Millerites, as they called mm-hmm. them. So a guy named Samuel Snow came up and said, look, Miller wasn't wrong. It's going to happen this year, (laughs) but it's going to happen on October 22nd of 1844. And they went according to the Jewish calendar, which is kind of funny. If God gives you a revelation, he's going to tell you what you understand. Right. Uh, (laughs) But he said, well, see, see, Miller had it messed up because the seventh month in our calendar is the 10th month. And the seven is the the sign of uh, perfection. So God's going to come in the seventh month and which Mm -hmm. is going to be October 22nd. And God revealed this to me. We know what the Bible says. If a prophet prophesies and it doesn't come, he's a false prophet. At least Miller had the 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 knowledge to say, look, I was wrong. Yeah, I'm backing away from this, yeah. Well, Mr. Snow got all kind of followers again. People, I believe, started selling their houses. They started following. They weren't working no more. They weren't working. They were like, well, Jesus is coming back, so we're not Mm going to go ahead and provide for nobody. Mm -hmm. October 22nd, 1844 happened, and guess what? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. It is called the Great Disappointment. It well, I guess. <laughs> so, and people were very yeah. disappointed. And you, uh, Aubrey, you said yeah. you had a question on that. What What was your question on that, or what was your... Well, I, I had just wanted to mention the Great Disappointment and how everyone was expecting this great event, and people people followed him and, and believed what he said, but... <laughs> It's kind of a play on the people's emotions. Yes. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And you know what's sad, though, too, guys? You know, we study this and we bring out this information. But wasn't it in 2018? I think it was 2018. Didn't they have another guy that said God's coming? Jesus is coming back. Uh, well, uh, his was, book. I think his book was Eighty Reasons Why. No, 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 Christ not, that, not him. Not, not him. But there was a guy. Yeah. He wrote a book. I think it was in the eighties or seventies or something like that. And he yeah, says, eighty reasons why you know, Christ was coming back. And then and they had a, yeah. then he had to redo it. Like there's ninety reasons uh-huh. why God's coming back in the nineties. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. no, there was a there was a guy. I think it was in 2018. Mm-hmm. He came out and he said, Jesus is coming back October of this year. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, and um, and of course he, they they all flocked him. Why didn't it happen? God, God delayed his coming. God told me mm-hmm. the next day, but I'm not going to tell nobody because that was a personal mm-hmm. revelation. Uh-huh. Uh, that means too, that means you're a false prophet. Yeah, you didn't that, know what was yeah, going on. Yeah, uh, but God, listen, people fall for this all the time, and, and you know it just shows the lack of reading God's word, right? Because we quoted earlier, Jesus said, no man know the hour. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of people ask, well, why God didn't tell us that the rapture was going to be at the beginning, the middle, or the end? That is a great mystery if you think about right, it. Because right, That's something. If God yeah. would have said, I'm coming right at the beginning, <coughs> you wouldn't have, we don't, we still don't know. You get what I'm saying? I and I think another reason why the Lord, I'm not saying I'm God's mind reader or nothing like that. I think the reason why I think he did that. Because if he knew he told people what time he'd be coming, some people were like, well, we're going to drink or sin and do whatever we want this year, but Christ is coming back, so we're going to straighten up right. so we don't face tribulation period. Their heart wouldn't be for God or serving God. It's just because they didn't want to, you know, they don't they don't want to go through the tribulation period or they just don't want to miss God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one, that's what my opinion is. I think that's one of the reasons why he says you just don't know. You know, yeah. he wants to make sure their heart is ready for his coming, you know. Because if you knew the Lord was coming tomorrow, you'd be selling your house too, and and you know, and and, and you know, to sit back, you know. So yeah, so that that's that's basically a history. They they went ahead, and in eighteen twenty two. Now you might be asking me, Isaac, how is this fitting into their doctrine? How is this? Because the next point after October twenty second of eighteen forty four, that's when things change for the seven-day Adventists because they started getting, these people started saying revelations because uh, Miller had a good following, and if you're seven-day Adventist, you probably will recognize these names. Ellen um, G. Harmer, who was married, she, she got married, uh, I think, let's see, I'm trying to see where the names are at, and I had them, yeah. God, they don't, I can't find them now. 
<laughs> I think one of them was named one was named uh, Sam something. No, it was Samuel Snow. And the other Her, one was Her, Her, Herbin. Herbin Ed, Ed, Edison. Edison, yeah. You had uh Josh Bates. Mm-hmm. You had uh Well no. Josh Bates, he's the one who actually gave the other one had the vision that he saw the sanctuary or whatever and he gave it he read his writings and he gave it to her. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how he went. It was his uh, no yeah. Joseph Bates, uh, James White. Yeah. James White was Ellen G. White's husband. That's and right. James Bates told Ellen G. White. We're gonna get into that. That's a little bit of the history. Yeah. But um, but we're that- gonna go ahead and take a break right now on that note because we're gonna be going into the investigated judgment doctrine mm-hmm. with that, and this is gonna tie into that doctrine. <laughs> we're gonna explain the doctrine, and uh, right after the break, we'll be right back after these short messages from Brother Anthony and his book. Hi everyone, my name is Anthony James Hayes. You probably know me from Best from Brothers the Searching, and I'm so honored today that you meet me here. I want to talk about a little bit about my book. The first one I wrote was Journey of the Christians from Dead Works to Living Faith, my very first book. It's about the story about me pretty much going through things and how I overcome by the word of God. And here is the new kingdom with liberty man and evil stone. That's my second best book so far. And I want to take a little time to tell you about my second book mostly. The first one is about some children. They go to like an adventure. They go to see a new kingdom. The future, I guess you can say of God and how he's going to restore the kingdom to Garden of Eden conditions and they fight good and evil and light and darkness so I encourage you to actually get these books they're available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and then my second story Liberty Man a man who fights for freedom and he takes off the chains of tyranny of the kings of tyranny off of him so he finally gets free and I hope you find out his journey and how he got free and so on And then my third book, The Evil Stone, a man who actually turned to the devil or he sold his soul to the devil for a powerful magic stone. And he had the promise of ruling the world. So I hope you enjoy these books. They're available and they're family friendly and they're something you can learn with the word of God. They're parables that you can teach your children and your grandchildren about. So I encourage you today to go to these places and I hope you bless. And then you enjoy these books. Welcome back, everybody, to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. So we were talking about um, the background of the Seven Day of Venice. We talked about William Miller, how he predicted that Christ would come between March 21st of 1843 and March 21st of 1844. It didn't happen. Then we had um, uh, a guy named Snow. His last name was Snow. It was Sam Sam Snow. I think it was I Sam think. Snow. Let's see. Uh, Samuel Snow. Yeah, Samuel And Snow. Samuel Snow went ahead and said, oh, he missed the date. It was October 22nd of 1844. That didn't happen. So at that point, guys, the um, and we're about to get into their foundation doctrine. Let's just say it like this. Uh at this point, a lot of people started leaving. Of course, people. He's a false prophet. Mm-hmm. He um, he didn't say what was right. How dare they? They lied to us. They made us sell all our uh, our houses and everything of that nature. So they just people started leaving. But you had some faithful followers to Miller, uh, her her Herbum. Hiram, Hiram Edison uh, was one of these followers, and he was just, uh, he was starting to think. He was, one Seven Day Adventist um, website that I went to to look at, they said he was really in depth for the scripture, like why God showed Miller this and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, investigating, uh, right? Yeah, he was investigating, and Edison was walking through a cane field, and he said he had this revelation. Mm -hmm. A vision. A vision that. Epiphany. What happened wasn't post. It wasn't Jesus's return. The, uh, according to his vision, he saw Jesus leaving uh, the his place in heaven mm-hmm. and going to this sanctuary in in heaven. It's, he didn't leave heaven, but he left one part of heaven to go into the sanctuary of heaven, and this started the investigational judgment. And the, he had this vision. He told Joseph Bates. Joseph Bates told James White. Then James White told his wife, which is Ellen G. White, uh, which is their prophetess. And 
all and she she said, "Oh yes, God has confirmed this to me. Uh, God showed me in a vision that this happened. I believe this all is happening in 1847, and that, my friends, is the the nutshell of the history." Now, what did they go ahead and see? Now, they, as best of my knowledge, I can talk about this doctrine is, and they have some quotes from uh, from a lot of the founders or what they believe in that this investigated judgment is the second act of God's atonement. They do not believe that the that the cross basically is enough. And that's right. So. Let's talk. I'm gonna try to, and I, y'all I know y'all study this. If I mm-hmm. mention something wrong, please correct me. Right. So this is what this investigative judgment is. The doctrine. This is what they're built on. This doctrine is only based on the seven day of Venice. Right. So basically, what Edison seen and Ellen G. White said, yes, that's what I seen, and this is what I this, this confirms it. They believe that 1844 was the correct year. October 22nd was the day. Miller was right and Snow was right that, yes, that was the year for something big. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't on earth. It was in heaven. See how they went ahead and covered this. They had false yeah. prophets mm-hmm. and the false prophecies didn't come through. Through So now they have to twist it. And look, we did our study on Jehovah's Witness. Bowen and Boog, I don't know if you remember, was it like three times they prophesied Christ will return as well? Three, four, five, a couple of times. They- yeah, about yeah, four or five times. Yeah. There was yeah, a lot of times. They even build a house for yeah, Christ. They yeah, yeah, they Christ. did. Yeah. They uh-huh. built a house. It was so sure Jesus was coming back. Yeah. And they were getting they, ready for him. I wonder if it was a shotgun house. Yeah, they even, <laughs> they, they even It was a nice a house. house. They built a house for him, and they even sold everything they had yeah. Yeah. because they were waiting for him to come back. That's and when, right. he, when he didn't come back, somebody took the house and lived in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was one of their leaders. I need this. It was a mansion, too. But it goes to a point. It goes to a point of this, of them saying, well, the prophecy didn't happen. Now they made it to where, oh, it was something spiritual, not mm-hmm. physical. You it couldn't was a spiritual see. Kingdom. It was a spiritual kingdom or a spiritual. So they went ahead and said, this is what happened. So Jesus wasn't coming back on October 22nd of 1844. No, in Daniel chapter four, uh, Daniel chapter 8, when he talks about cleansing out the sanctuary. So what he did at the cross, that was the initial salvation. If anybody wanted to believe in Jesus Christ, all for it. You love Jesus. You serve Jesus. You're saved. Great. But this cleansing mm-hmm. of the of the sanctuary is Jesus goes into this this trial or this this uh this courtroom mm-hmm. and the uh, the people that are Giving the testimony are, are the angels, and the angels apparently are writing everything down. And like all it, their sins right. and stuff. Well, if you have died according to the Seventh Day Adventists or according to their leaders of 1844, if when you die, the Lord's going to look at it and see all your past sins and see what you've done correctly and not mm-hmm. correctly. And that determines how you get into heaven or continue on this. If you are alive while he's investigating, mm-hmm. This is how they determine. Well, if you're living by the law, or you're living by the by certain standards of God, that's how you get determined. And there's a quote that I found. I'm trying to find it right here. Um, is this from their book? This is um, the Seven Day Adventist Belief in 18. 18- this is a quote from their book. Now, before before I continue on, I'm quoting from y'all material. If you're a Seven Day Adventist and you say no, we don't believe that. This is your 28 core beliefs. Mm-hmm. Didn't they publish it? Yes, they both. This is a publication. This is a seven day Adventist publication. And that's this the best way to go when you're doing it. In 1844, that. at the end of the prophetic period of 23,000 days or 3,300 days, he entered into the second and last phase of his atoning ministry. In it, it is a work of investigating judgment, which is part of the ultimate disposition of all sin testified by the cleansing of the ancient Hebrew sanctuary on the Day of Atonement. I went on YouTube, found the seven-day Adventists, and they explained this. So what they were, they were using this as God, remember God made this uh, sanctuary or the temple. And on the Day of Atonement, they would go ahead and clean, like that once a year, they would clean the blood, and now mean for the sin, and they talked about the animal sacrifice. And say, see, that's what God's doing up now. God's doing this. They, 
they don't understand by, they don't understand Levitical law then. Everything that was done by the tabernacle wasn't a sanctuary. It was a tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Was pointing to Jesus Christ. Yeah. When you yep. put your hand on that that lamb, mm-hmm. it would take the sin offering. And see, they would they went as far as say that would cover the sin. That would make them sin free. No, that was a covering. That was a foreshadowing of what was, of to, what come. was to come. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and they said, that's what Jesus is doing now. Jesus is cleansing and he's looking for the people that are, that are part of the law and they, they, that keeps the right, uh, that live right for God. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is their quote, like I said. Um, um, the investigated judgment accomplished two things. The investigated judgment reveals the holy integrity of who amongst the dead are asleep in Christ and therefore in him are doomed were deemed worthy to be part in this first resurrection. So, uh, like, like I said, if you died, well, if you lived integrally, or if you, you know, if you go ahead and you, you were in Christ, and you deemed worthy. So basically, it's by words. This is page three forty seven of the seventh, uh, the Seventh Day Adventist belief. So that's three forty seven. Go ahead, Bo. I, I don't want to get you off course, but I'm going to tell you right now, they don't believe in hell either. No, no. Well, we're going to talk about that. That's soul sleep. We're going to be talking about that later on All in the right. next episode. All right. But um, but the part I want to get to, they were talking about a tabernacle, and I was watching one of the videos, a documentary you sent, and one of the things that really got me that uh, she was saying in one of her books and one of her quotes that just like Christ died on the cross and the resurrection, this tabernacle thing, it's like similar to that. It's a third work. And then you study occults, you study religions, that's one of the main focus you got to focus on what they say about the cross are they adding to it you'd be surprised how many times we did one about roman catholicism how they actually adding on to salvations you know it's not well, just see that that's what you know and that's what they're doing too i want to bring that point out to you guys because yeah. they, they call this the second atonement a third i think no no this is the second atonement oh, a the second, second atonement okay. what christ is doing in this investigating judgment doctrine is that christ is in heaven mm-hmm and he look, the Bible's clear. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. They they use scriptures to twist this. I think they use a scripture in Hebrews and stuff. This is not biblical. No. Jesus is not up in heaven and um they, they using like they like God don't know who's saved or not. The angels gotta come and say, Hey, Lord Jesus, this is the one that didn't do this, didn't do that, and with yeah. their works. Yeah. But yeah. doesn't Jesus say, uh, I got it right here. No, I, I, I exit out of an article. It, does, he, he, doesn't he say that I, my sheep hear my voice yeah, and they know yeah, my voice? Mm-hmm. It, it, doesn't the Bible say that he's, once he rose from the dead, he sat on the right hand of the Father, and he's making intercessions for us? Right hand of the Father, yeah, that's the point. He's making intercessions for us, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he's like our lawyer, he, you know? He's like our, our I mean, he's he's he's... He's in between us and the Father. Yeah, our right. mediator. You know, our mediator, you're right. So how can he be making this judgment or whatever or this if thing? If he's that, in a tabernacle. If he's in a tabernacle. I mean, Jesus said it was finished when he died on the cross. It's finished. And this, it's I'm over. Gonna, I'm gonna And look, I'm, I'm giving away what I taught on the devotion a little bit, but it just hit back to me. Listen to this scripture. Now, this is talking to Israel, but I, like I said, early in the, later in the devotion, when you'll hear it later in the week, I talk about, about what the scripture could mean for Christians because it fits in line. But know this now, just says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Now listen to what the, the Lord is using Isaiah to tell the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. I have called you by name and you are mine. So if this if this doctrine is correct, Jesus don't know who we are. Why would God tell Isaiah to tell that to the, to Israel? Mm, yeah, you get what sense. I'm saying? Makes sense. God makes told, a lot of sense. God told uh, God told Jeremiah, "I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Yeah. He knew who we were before we were born. Before we were born. So why does Jesus have to be in this sanctuary, cleaning all out the sin?" And putting bondage on people that you but gotta. How can he clean out sin that's already forgiven? Isaac, that, 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 that's see, the point. Yeah, that's yeah. why I say, and look, I'm a, I'm a cross preaching preacher. 
Yeah, he's the cross. Yeah. I'm Me a cross too. preaching preacher. When he said it was, it was finished, finished, it, was, it done. was done. It was nailed to the cross. There's no second atonement. No. There's no second nothing. No. When mm-hmm. Jesus died mm-hmm. on that cross and he said it it's finished. finished that the veil ripped but, from top to bottom. Right. It showed that people can go into the Holy of Holies. Yeah, that's right. So you're telling me that Christ in 1844, because of your failed prophecy, you had to come up with a certain. And look, I, look, I'm not going to. I honestly believe these people have seen this because look, it ties into what a lot of false religions. Yeah. Charles T. Russell saw vision. Um, Russell. Mormon. Mar, uh, uh, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Mm-hmm. Seen saw, a vision. Yeah. A lot of, of false angel, doctrines. Yeah. Uh, 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 vision. Uh, uh, How about the one for uh, Jehovah Witness? Yeah, Charles yeah, T. Russell. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even in Islam, the prophet Muhammad, he said yeah. he saw a vision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, an angel. So, I, I want to read a scripture. It, yeah. it ties right into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's in Matthew 24, uh, starting in verse 25. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Mm -hmm. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Wow. And there's one thing I want to say. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy... And it gives a list of things and it talks about false prophets because in the Bible, most in the Old Testament, it gives detail to false prophets a lot. People don't realize that. And then in Deuteronomy, I forgot which chapter or verse it was, but it does talk about like when you see a man or a woman or a man, he gives a prophecy, even if it comes true. Now, this is the tricky part. I'm not against prophecy or healing the sick or giving a word from God if it's biblical. But the thing is... Even if it comes to pass, the example of they even raise the dead, but they tell you we you can go out. They tell you to go to strange false gods. Like for example, if if there's a so-called Christian or a man of God, he raises the dead, but he's telling you economicalism. Like hey, all roads lead to God. That's against the Bible, of course. You're not to follow. That's the example I'm trying to give in modern terms. You cannot yeah, follow that preacher. You cannot follow that man of God, even if he has a great miracle. You know, so we have to watch out because the Bible said that the Antichrist and the false prophet, they'll make fire fall down from heaven, but they'll tell people to worship them and, and stuff and, and come and that's So we have to be careful with when it comes to signs and wonders, does it go with the Bible? You know, so we have to make sure. No, no, and, I, want, I want to hear. Now, this is yeah. L.N.G. White's statement mm-hmm. from the great uh, controversy. Mm-hmm. And this is and this clears up a little bit because a lot of people in my back, wait a minute, you're telling us that they believe Jesus died on the cross and he said, because look, Seventh-day Adventists, they do believe in Jesus. They believe in God. They believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe he's three in one. They, they believe in the, the, the authority mm-hmm. of the Bible. Even one of their Bible, people that wrote, rewrote the Bible to fit their doctrine, uh, rewrote it to fit, fit the seventh day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into all that later on. But listen to what Ellen G. Wright wrote. She goes, All who have truly repented of sin and by faith claimed the blood of Christ as their atoning sacrifice have had pardon entered, uh, has had pardon entered again against their name in the book of heaven. So they say, look, if you take of Christ and you are saved, your name is put in the Lamb's book of life. But she also says, as they have become partakers of righteousness of Christ and their characters are found to be in hum, uh, in harmony with the law of God, their mm-hmm. sins will be blotted out and they themselves will be accounted worthy of eternal life. So basically what this whole doctrine teaching is, okay, if you repented, like all of us, we all repented, we all came to Jesus Christ. He wrote our name in the book of life. Mm-hmm. But this, this investigative judgment, Jesus is looking at us. Okay, so they accepted me as Lord and said, oh, but they didn't keep the Sabbath day. Oh, they didn't get baptized. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, I can't mm-hmm. accept them. They're mm-hmm. not keeping my law. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so this goes, this rises all kind of, this rises all kind of questions. That's why I, I wanted to focus this segment on this. It sounds so good though. Well, it does sound, it. yeah, it does That's sound good. But if you look in the, if you look in the weeds of it, yeah. Where is justification by faith? Right, right. Jesus said you are saved by faith, not of works that any man, man could boast. boast. So if you're telling me Jesus died on the cross just to put my name in the book of life and say, oh, well, they didn't keep this, they didn't keep that. 
And look, don't get me wrong. I understand we got to live a holy life. Right, right. I understand we got to live according to what the Bible says. Sin is sin. I'm not disagreeing with that. But at the same yeah, time, so you can tell the, they're making good works. The law is not meant for salvation. No. It's meant to keep us pure. Well, Apostle Paul said the that. Law, that the law points you to sin. That's right. what the law is yeah. for. The law will point you to sin because when you were a sinner, that's what you lived mostly under was the law because you lived in sin. So you were living under the law. But when you came to Christ, the law pointed you to Christ and the law pointed you, you know, what sin was. It showed you what sin was. It was like going you know? to a mirror. Like it was James like just said. going to a mirror. Yeah, exactly. This is the bad thing about this whole mm-hmm. doctrine. Is putting emphasis on the law instead of putting your faith in Christ to go to heaven? You're putting your faith in the commandments of God God. to get to heaven, and And not even even in the Book of Leviticus too. You're saying, yeah. Well, this is where they all come with. They come with this, uh, which is kind of funny. The only proof they have it is is Leviticus. Leviticus is gone. Oh yeah, it's it's over. We we talked about this a while back. You have three phases of the law. You have the ceremonial, the physical, and one other one. I I forgot what it was. The moral law. The The only one that is in right now is the moral law. Moral law. And look, you can stand up with a seven day Adventist right now, and they'll tell us, "Oh no, the Bible said keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy." Yes, but I can show you the man that got the revelation of the cross, Paul, Paul. that says, "Do not let no Mm. one judge judge you to keep Sabbath days and holy days." That is in Colossians one eighteen, I think it is. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna look and make sure because I I want audience. Isn't Jesus our Sabbath? Yeah, he's our I rest. Mean, he's well, that's our what Sabbath, Paul, Paul you know? was saying. Yeah. And see, they don't quote them scripture. Oh, no, you misinterpreted that. Well, tell me where there's a scripture that has something different that says we need to do that. You know? Right. And you got to understand, too, if you look like me and Arby was talking about that this afternoon, some people argue when you should worship. You should worship on a Saturday or a Sunday. It doesn't really matter, matter. really. It don't. It don't. Because, like, the early church, the time when Nero and the time when they were being persecuted— they didn't know if they could meet on Sunday sometimes. They could, there was probably some days right. they probably couldn't meet on Sundays because Nero's army yeah, was out they, there, so they, they had to worship on a Wednesday. It depends on what situation look, it was. Yeah, maybe look, they could only worship at, uh, look at 5 a.m. on Thursday mornings. Right, and that was the only time it's, they could do it. So, just, you know, God don't judge it like that. Just like today's society. You got yeah. churches that are having services two and three times a week. Yeah, some have yeah. Saturday it, it and don't, Sundays. It, it, don't make, it don't make any difference what day you worship on. Now right. watch. Yeah. So let, let's let's go into this point because we're talking about the law. That's what we're talking about this this judgment because one of these judgments is baptism, worshiping on Sabbath, and doing God's commandments. That's what they say. The good words and good works. So, but listen to what Paul says in the book of Colossians, chapter two, verse sixteen. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food or drink, or with regards to the festivals, or a new moon, or a Sabbath. Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, if I'm not mistaken, I have to look at their Bible. They now they don't have they they use. Um, this is going according to uh, Mike uh, Muzzerall from Jimmy Swagger Ministries. Where if you can find it, it is on YouTube. The Truth About Seven Day Adventists. Go look it up. It's a great, it's a great video. DVD to look at. But he said majority of Seven Day Adventists carry a King James Bible or a New King James Bible. But there is a Bible. There's someone that that took time to write it, and they they miss they 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 take that out. They only take they, 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 they put know. they put certain words where it, it endorses the Sabbath and look mm-hmm. if you if you're a new Christian you pick up that Bible of course you're gonna think well the Sabbath's good and like I said we're gonna dive more into that on the Sabbath but you gotta understand that's what people gotta realize about false religions and you, I, like for example I, I was talking to an apostolic guy one time and I read his little pamphlet that he gave us a little book. And you could tell they only take certain scriptures that fits their doctrine. In other words, it's kind of like a liberal. You know how they're going to leave part hey, look, of history out so they can you, fit you bring, their... You're bringing their, it up. Yeah. You can ask LB. Me studying earlier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had that video on. This, the seven-day Adventist was acting like everything was biblical, and this no. is a great... Rev- but he failed to mention, like when he, he mentioned 1844. In 1844, this judgment mm-hmm. started. This, it is, and it's a, it's, a, it's a sign of grace and love. And, no, the, no. and I'm thinking, I said, wait a minute. Hold on, he missed something. He said 1844. What about the three fell prophecies that Christ was coming mm-hmm. back? See, he he didn't mention none no, of that. They won't. They he won't. didn't mention none of that. He only thing he meant was the day that we thought Christ was coming back. It was a great disappointment. They only no. got to take scriptures and certain parts of the puzzle where it fits in their doctrine. That's how but, they do it. They don't this, read you the whole Bible, you know. But and like I said, um, like I said, this is coming from the <laughs> um, the writings of. Uh, let me get this quote up. 
and, and I mean, if you study any false religion, no matter what it is, Mormonism, Roman Catholicism, they, they do, they just, do all that. They, they do they just do. like Jehovah Witness. They pick certain scriptures to use to fit their 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 they're, religion. They're, yeah, their their formula. Their formula, you know, and they use the same scriptures over and over. It don't change. No, now, this they is don't. From, this is from page four eighty eight of the Great Controversy. Uh, Ellen G. Wright wrote this, which we're going to get into that later on. I, which I didn't notice. They believe Jesus was Michael the Archangel before he came to earth. We're going to get see, to that yeah, later wow. on. Um, she said this talking about the sanctuary. The subject of the sanctuary and the investigative judgment should be clearly understand by the people of God. All need a knowledge for themselves of the position and the work of their great high priest. Otherwise, it will be impossible for them to ex, uh, to exercise the faith, which is essential at time, or to accommodate the position which God desires them to fill. See, it's based on on, on the old Levitical law and being, mm-hmm. you know, good work. You got You got to have good work. And look, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that we should live unholy lives. We right, already made that right. clear on this podcast. We're a podcast that you need to live. You need to live by what God says. That's right. But, but the reason, the reason I don't sin, I said that the other day, is because I love Jesus. That's right. I, That's am right. I capable of sinning? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I will fall as a human being. I'm not in no sinless perfection. Mm-hmm. That's right. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't have to. Oh, oh man, I didn't keep the Sabbath day. I'm going to hell. That's, That's right. basically That's what right. they do. And uh-huh. I'm using that as an example. We're going to talk more about the Sabbath day but, later on. It is, <laughs> I walk my dog on the Sabbath day. If they I'm going keep to hell. The Sabbath yeah. day, I can tell you what they break the Sabbath day every day. Oh yeah, they break it every time. They 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 breaking their own law because from what I've studied, they're supposed to stay at their house. Yeah, you're supposed and to. supposed to stay with your family, and you're supposed mm-hmm. to to stay there, and you're not supposed to do anything. You're not supposed to leave your home. But these people leave their home. They go here. They go there. Uh, you you yeah, done, you're broken. You done broke your own law, bro. Yeah, that's, that it shows you no man can keep it. No, you can't keep it. There's no man that can keep that. And, and because you keep, Israel couldn't keep it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like we were talking earlier, in the book of Exodus, it made it clear, this is for the Jews. It was met for you when you came out of Egypt. When it came out of Egypt, That's God right. made the Sabbath day That's right. for them because he... Uh, they were coming out of slavery, but he used a Sabbath day for a day where... where well, let's they, let's they, not, get, let's not get into that right now, because that's later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week. We don't yeah. want to get... Yeah. But anyway, so in um, so in this investigated judgment, with a little bit of time we have left... Whoa, time's flying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is what... What is Jesus investigating up there? Because, you know... Investigating sin. Well, so there's three categories that Christ is looking at, and this is from... Their their book, The Seventh-day Adventist Beliefs, I think is their 28 core beliefs, a human b- a being belonging to one of the three classes, the wicked who rejects God's authority, an atheist, oh, I don't believe in God, God's not there, whatever. Then there's a second part, of pers- a second uh, class of people. It is general believers who's trusting in the, mar- or the merits of Christ through faith, live in obedience to God's law. And and this is the third. And those who appear to be genuine believers but are not. So basically, what it is, you have the ones that are plainly wicked, the atheists and the the agnostic, and the ones that just reject God's authority. Mm-hmm. Then you have the true believers, which is probably them. Is that well, we we believe we trust in Christ through the merits of Christ through faith, but we live in obedience towards God's law works. And those who appear to be genuine, like us, that we'll probably be in the third category. But uh, believers, but are not basically what we believe. Our name has been written, but because we don't keep the Sabbaths and we don't keep the laws of he's God, pull it out the book and throw us away. He's going to yeah. throw us away. He's going <laughs> to send us to judgment. Which, yeah, at the conclusion, is we're going to show they don't have hope either. This is like the Jehovah's Witness. Well, pretty much, they don't, they don't yeah, have no hope because they're no holy. But we're going to get to that. So, so this investigated judgment, we we talked about things that are controversy on this. This is not a biblical teaching. I don't care. There's no way in. There's, there's no you pull, you pull a Daniel, that. which is talking about the end times. The, the, this whole 1840, this is proves to me right here. These people said that Jesus was going to come and all of a sudden a revelation. Why didn't God show M- uh, Miller the revelation? Mm-hmm. Why didn't God show uh, Mr. Snow of the revelation? Why God didn't show Daniel the revelation? Yeah, why didn't Daniel get it? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And this is the this is the problem with the Seven Day Adventist, and we're gonna talk maybe a little bit more about Ellen G. White because she plays a big part into this. She or she tell in all her books she wrote, she plainly says this is not in the Word of God. 
Oh, wow. This is things that God revealed to me. Uh, a vision. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm not a Calvinist. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that that like personal revelations it, it, I don't want to say it has to line up to the Bible yes that's what I was about to say it, it, if God it, it, reveals yeah. something mm-hmm. to you you should be able to back it up with God's word that's right that's right and every Christian gets a revelation you get what I'm saying right. but it got to line up with God's word if you're going to come out and say well God gave me a revelation today that uh, like Kenneth Copeland them teach Jesus went to hell and he suffered and he had to be born again no that's heresy that's not in the Bible that's not in the Bible and that vision you got that's from a demonic that, that's spirit that's from a demonic spirit that's right, right. we small right. gods yeah that's, that's basically that's basically but so anyway you, so you ought to worship me yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that's that's the investigative judgment to wrap it up in a nutshell Jesus in 1844 said, hey, it's time to start this second atonement of grace. It's my second atonement of salvation. He's going and he's looking at everybody's sins, past, past, present, and future. And he's determined, well, who kept the law, who did not keep the law. And I'm going to let them go into eternal life after that. And there's just, there's a lot of things. We're just, I didn't think we would get into this deep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but Seven Day Adventist, there is a lot of a lot of stuff, and we're gonna go ahead and jump into next week because um, I'm gonna give you all a hint of what we're gonna talk about next week. There's three phases of to make sure you get past the investigated judgment, like you pass the test and you get the stamp of approval by God. Uh, one is baptism, one is reverence the Sabbath day, and doing God's commandments. So we're probably gonna dive into two of those next week. And we're going to talk more about their doctrines because they're. We're going to read a lot of what they, what LNG write and what they believe. But um, now I'm going to let everybody know before you start emailing us and before you start messaging us and telling us, oh, y'all, we don't believe that. Um, we're picking up from two of y'all books. This is a guy mm-hmm. that studied this. I'm pulling from his his powerpoints and I'm seeing the books. I'm reading the pages. Go look it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're a true man of God, a true person of God, you're gonna look. You got a question, my brother? I'm just saying, bottom of the line, if you gotta work for salvation, then God didn't Jesus didn't need to go die on the cross. That that exactly. is a good point. That's a good point. If yeah. you good have point. to work good for point. your salvation, Jesus mm-hmm. didn't have to go to the it cross. It was in vain, pretty much. Well, and that's what I'm saying. You're when right. when you when you yeah. hear this, when you hear this, mm-hmm. Oh, it's a second atonement of his sacrifice on the... No, that's why I was passionate earlier about it. No, Jesus said it is finished. There's no such thing as an investigative judgment. There's There's nothing adding on to it. There is a judgment, though. We will say that there is a judgment. judgment, It's called the white throne judgment, and that's going to happen later on. Jesus didn't say it's finished, and so now... That's a good point. I like that. That is a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, but, uh, there's no plus two, plus three, plus four. Yeah. No. Like I said, if he's doing if he's doing the atonement in heaven, he didn't need to die. Right, and that right. yeah, if he's it, doing it's, it's extra. There's no there's no need. If he, if yeah. he's doing the atonement right. in heaven, there was no need for the cross. I agree exactly with you, you're said, right. my brother. Right. There was That's no right. But anyway, guys. Part one of our seven day events teaching, guys. See how far this goes. Over, how you like the teaching so far, man? Pretty it's good. pretty good, huh? Yeah. Pretty yeah. educational. Oh yeah, because going through the history of it and uh-huh. realizing how people, it's it may have started out good, but then it it leads off one way and then curves the other way and then takes well, a dive and there, it's there's, like, a, okay, there, so there's a lot of history. Went too far with that. There's a lot of history in, in this. There's, yeah, a, there's lot a lot of history. There's a lot. And then uh, this. Leads into a lot of heresy. A lot of heresy, yeah. A lot of false doctrines. Yeah. You know. And heresy breeds more, worse. Yeah. But actually, Seventh-day Adventists reminds me a lot of Jehovah Witness. Oh, they're very similar. They have a lot of of symbolism of what they believe. Yeah. And and I see that more and more. So with us discussing what they believe and what they do, it helps people to recognize let let, let me give you a sneak peek of something too because you just mentioned that and you mentioned how they're close to Jehovah's Witness Um, there was a lot of Jehovah's Witness ties to Seven Day Adventists I can't can't think of which one it was I don't know if it was uh, Edison or um, Bates I think it was Bates I think I read something about it co-authored a book with him I think it was Bates a lot of people don't realize that Uh, a lot of people say well Wait a minute. How does that work? Well, that is be, if if Charles T. Russell 
had an influence on Bates, Bates. one of the founding oh, fathers yeah. of Seven Day Adventist. Yeah. yeah. I can see where they're lining up and where right. they get some right. of the same things. Yeah, yeah, there's a branch. But we're going to talk more about that next week, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I, I, just I can't wait for part say, two. Uh, the main, pretty much the main reason we're talking about this, correct me if I'm wrong, is just so that people can recognize an idea whenever somebody comes to them with it. Well, I, I heard it said today by Spencer Smith. Because these words, they sound so appealing whenever you first go Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but Spencer Smith said something earlier in one of his videos, um, and he said that when you're going to be spreading, you're going to be talking about truth, you're going to get some people that's not going to like you. That's true. So we live in a we live in a world that's full of lies, and that it is true. Right, the reason we're doing this is to inform people, because you know how many uh, biblical Christians. Well, a lot of biblical Christians accept the Seven Day Adventists. Oh, they're just another little church. They just don't worship on Saturday. They just worship on Saturday night. Sunday. They believe the same way as us. Even when you come down to Jesus, and we're going to talk about this later on. When you come down to their view of Jesus. It's totally different than what we believe. Yeah. It's the same thing people say about Roman Catholicism or all these other ones. They're like, well, they're Christian just like us and like not in their doctrine. No. False, no. false religion comes in so many different ways. Yeah. Bro. Well, so sound many different doctrine, ways. Sound doctrine matters. Yes. Doctrine yes. does yes. matter. And, and it yes. is, if you just accept it, that's, look, that is the fault of Christians. You know, if Christians would pick up this book mm-hmm. and read it. And, well, just not read it. Study, study it. it. Yeah. 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 So they would, they, they would all go Get in the word of God and yeah. get the word of God in you. in you. And look, a lot of people are going to tell us that. Well, y'all shouldn't be attacking these people. Listen, we are a light bearer. It's not bearer. the people. Are, it's the idea. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. the people. It's the theory. It's the idea, and we have to be biblically sound-minded. Because right. we don't fight against flesh and you, blood, you, but, the, yeah. but you against have, the powers in high places. You have to point out false doctrines. You have to point out false religions. You have to. Jesus did it. Yep. Yeah. You have did, to yep. do it. Anyway, we got to go ahead and close it out, guys. So until next week, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back soon, and he's still on the throne. So don't be fate of heart, because Jesus has overcome the world, and he's coming back. If you want to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, reach out to us, Brothers Just Searching Podcast at gmail.com, or you can reach us, reach us on Facebook at BGS Podcast. Go ahead and check out our Facebook page. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Google. So until next week, be blessed, be encouraged guys until next week bye bye